This week on Out Now with Internet, Abe, we are talking Scream. Tell me, Abe, what's your favorite scary movie? I'm just going to hang up right now. We are now recording. This is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello. Hi. How are you? Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We dig into movies we most support for review, the occasional commentary track, or some other film movie topic. This is episode 482. 482. Oh, no. that's I think that's Sydney Prescott's uh, area code. Yeah, sure. And um, <laughs> it's probably around there. And uh, this week we're talking Scream. Not to be confused with Scream. We are talking Scream from 2022, mm-hmm. the fifth entry in the Scream franchise. Scream. Uh, joining us to do such things we have from the Brandon Peters show and Wise of Blue. Maybe he's the killer because he cuts deep. It's Brandon Peters. Hello. Brandon, how are you doing? Hi, Brandon. I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be on this one. So thanks for having me. Well, well you know, we only invited you because you're Billy Loomis's neighbor. Yeah. Chet Loomis, his cousin. Chet. Chet Loomis. No, I believe I was. Was, it, was Scott's first episode Scream 4? No. No? <laughs> no. Um, oh. The scream scream four is the first time abe and i disagreed on a that's movie. what it was that's <laughs> what it was yeah he thinks it's good and i'm right but scott i don't i don't know i mean i've been seeing a lot of twitter things about putting scream four middle of the pack that's great for the you and your gen z fans you can go for it gen um, z. hey hey are. leave abe paris alone i didn't say you were gen z i said you and the gen zers oh, <laughs> you and okay. your group you and your, your people <laughs> got it yeah me and my peeps that's gotcha. scott- no, yeah. Scott, I, I will say though, Scott was on the slash film cast for uh-huh. Scream Four back That's in 2011. What, okay. That's what it was, and that and I agreed with him very much about what he was saying, and that's when we became friends. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha, <me>. gotcha. <laughs> that's when I was in the like target age range for the slash film stuff, but I'm way <laughs> maxed out of that now. So yes, you're only into the maturity of the out now there and an A program. There you go. That's right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, so yes, we have, but there's, there, there's quite the history between Abe and I was Scream 4. And now we're at the point where 11 years later, we're talking about Scream 5. Wow. I, <laughs> Master, Masterpiece said Scream 4. <laughs> here I'm coming. Yes. So here we are talking about the latest Scream film. That's exactly what's going to happen later on. But first mm-hmm. up, some show notes. Uh, speaking of all this screaming, new commentary track. Brandon, you were on with uh, Scott and Yancey to talk Scream, the original yes. 1996 mm-hmm. film. Oh, wow. And Which I'm here was... to talk Scream today. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that's a super fun commentary. We had a lot to say about uh, Wes Craven's original film uh, in this franchise, and uh, that's available right now on iTunes, where you can find all the episodes of our, of our show. Uh, which you can do by doing that, you'd be like, hey, I found the show. Also, look at that. There's a tab for reviews and ratings, which would be great. You can give us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a rating and review. Thank you so much in advance. Rate it how many screen films there are. <laughs> and maybe if you get the TV show in there, you can give us six stars. Exactly. Exactly how that should work. All right. That's it for um, show notes for nothing. Not really much going on beyond just the the, the many scream factors that are uh, playing into this episode. Um, so let's move on. Let's get to some out now quickies. Trademark. Each one now. We have quickies. Trademark. It was good. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sped right through that. Mm-hmm. Brandon, mm-hmm. what other movies have you seen recently? 
Uh, I've seen some old stuff. I've been doing some hardcore research for a upcoming uh, project on my show. Uh, but I have, oh, I've seen a uh, Phoebe Cates uh, Island of the Blue Lagoon type Ooh. movie. Uh, I've saw a uh, David Carradine and Stalker Channing uh, cannibal or not cannibal cannibal run type movie. I hope these are all the titles of the movies. Yes. Yep. These okay. are the titles of the movies. I've seen a Roger Corman alien knockoff. I saw a Sean Connery political comedy. I hope it was definitely called Sean Connery political comedy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, digging into some older stuff, uh, newer stuff. Not so I watch Halloween kills the extended cut. There you go. go. There you go. I uh, liked it. Uh, well, th- I mean, uh, the, the extra stuff is interesting. Uh, I like the ending better. Uh, some of the added scenes I could take or leave mm-hmm. more so fascinating. I think the original cut works fine, but uh, interesting stuff. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Great. Okay. Damn. Abe. There he said TM. I guess either works. Yeah. <laughs> Abe, what have you seen recently? Uh, I watched Circus Pizza, which you guys talked about last week, which I wasn't on for. I thought that it was a good movie. I thought it was. I, I thought I felt when I was watching it, I basically just my takeaway was that this is um, just how far along PT has come, where he can basically just make a movie where it'll just enthrall me and and kind of put me into a certain mood. And I was kind of maybe thinking that it was going to be a little bit different, but it just turned out to be a pretty much like a a bunch of vignettes of of uh, Gary and uh, and Alana, uh, Alana um, throughout their time in the valley in los angeles and i was like yeah let's do it so i enjoyed it you should go see it and then i've also i've gotten my hands on a ps4 um oh, just 10 years late 10, 10 just years too late yeah exactly <laughs> uh this is like my cool hand luke approach uh but I've, I've finished playing uncharted 4 i finally was able to finish that series out i thought it was okay well that's something yeah <laughs> that's not, this Un- is not what i saw coming yeah uncharted 2 is still my favorite but yeah just uncharted time 4. for the movie yeah. exactly it's a, it's a movie tie-in so so now when now not the trailers when tom holland's like you know my brother sam uh you're like now oh i get, I get that it. reference <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> i'm like oh oh I'm, I'm the leonardo DiCaprio me i'm pointing at the screen i get it now so i still think that uh i still think that sully needs to be have have some gray hair so mark get some gray hair by the end of the movie well they showed him with that mustache which is i know def- which is definitely the last shot of the movie so we got that going for us <laughs> at least he's getting a mustache but yeah uncharted 4 it's good <laughs> aaron how about you if you if you want it, it, it that's like a four-hour movie so Longer those cutscenes. There's a lot of cut. They have like YouTube oh, I have, edits I have, yeah, of all the cutscenes. They're cut like yeah. they're like more than ten hours. It's <laughs> yeah. a it's a um, long movie. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a few things. Uh, first up, I'm gonna mention some shows. Um, the the Peacemaker show debuted. Oh on, yeah, uh, HBO yeah. Max is James mm-hmm. Gunn's follow up to the Suicide Squad, focusing on John Cena's character Peacemaker. Uh, it is an absolute riot, and it has both the comedic factor as well as just having James Gunn, the director, being very much involved in this. Uh, he directed the first and wrote the first three episodes, and it very much feels like something akin to what he's done in his movies and his work in general. Um, it has one of the best introductory credit sequences that I've seen in a long time. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's super fun. 
Um, the you know scene is great in it. He has a there's a solid supporting cast in it. I it's only eight episodes for now, but I look forward to seeing where it goes from here. But it's it. I mean, as much as I really like the Suicide Squad, this very much gives John Cena, who I think did his best work in the Suicide Squad, just more of a platform to play with this role. So I, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's very strong so far. That guy is a comedic like powerhouse. He's like, really tapped into like what he's so, good at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, working with good people, which helps as well. <laughs> so, um, I also watch a show called Wolf Like Me. That's on Peacock. Uh, it stars Josh Gad and I- I- Isla Fisher. And the fact that it's called Wolf Like Me should give a hint already. But basically, one of these characters has a secret um, in the midst of this kind of romantic comedy type story uh, that plays out over the course of six episodes. Uh, I like this show quite a bit, which is why I'm referencing it, because it's only it's a very short first season, assuming there's others, but it's like 30 minutes, six episodes. And it's a solid like it just plays the the gaps that separate this come more from the fact that it lodged th- logged 30 minutes as opposed to like these are all individual episodes. It's basically like a three hour movie um, divided into six parts, but it's a it's quite good. It has uh, more drama than I expected in it as far as how this story plays out. Um, I watched a film called Bell. This is a new anime from the director of Mirai, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it is... How do you describe this? It is an anime take in modern times on Beauty and the Beast mixed with uh, commentary revolving around social media and uh, some other things for good measure. It is a really well-animated film. It looks amazing. It has a number of songs in it by nature of the character, not just because it's a remake of Beauty and the Beast uh, for whatever reason, um, but all that plays quite well. It's a little long um, and the pace is not always too strong, but I, there's more to recommend than not in this one. So just want to point that one out as well because that came out this week. And yeah, that's on our quickies. Good, Mark. All right, let's uh, let's move on to some trailer talk. We talk about some of the newest movie trailers of the week when they're coming out, what we thought of it, and what have you. Uh, this week, we're gonna do this again as we've done the times in the past. We're gonna talk about three trailers and kind of go over which one we want to see most of these. So instead of just kind of talking about the trailer as a whole between the three of us, I'm just gonna gotta go over some trailers here. This is a horror edition, given that we're talking about Scream this week. And um, there are three that I'm presenting. First is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre film that's coming to Netflix. Uh, it's I don't know just what to describe beyond it's a it's I believe Brandon I'm not mistaken it's a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre right like the first the, yeah Texas yeah, Chainsaw yeah. Massacre were Massacre were chainsaw are two words yeah so the original 19 the Toby Hooper film <laughs> that's it's mm-hmm. a it's a sequel to that um so there's that there's Studio Six 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 this is where the Foo Fighters have moved into a mansion that seems to be haunted. And it's it's really challenging them in order to uh, record their their tenth album. And then we have X, which is the new Ty West film. He's been away for a bit, I think, as far as directing and writing films goes. Uh, this one is set in the seventies and involves a film crew uh, that arrives at a random farmhouse in Texas um, to, to make their movie, only for a the people in the area to take interest in what's going on and possibly things turn deadly. So we got three films. Uh, I'll have different things going on, but at the same time, they're all horror films. Brandon, which is the most intriguing to you of this set? X. Um, I don't know whether it's going to be good or not. I've 
long been a fan of you know Ty West, and this is this his like biggest theatrical release. I'd assume so. I think, Feels like, like it. I was like, I was like, I think so because most of his, while they they get good internet buzz and stuff, wind up in limited release, independent theaters, stuff like you know, and you know, in big cities they're out, but as you get between New York and LA, it's kind of scattered. But um, this, it, I don't know exactly what it's about. I know it's a horror movie. I know there's some creepy old people in a farmhouse, but. I don't think they've still given away the not even the end game, but like what's going to happen in between. And I can't get this trailer out of my head. Like Mm. the editing on it's great. The song we have, we're in this era where they're like, Hey, let's, let's take a classic tune and have someone cover it slowed up and, and play it out. But this is like opposite direction. Let's make it like some like, uh, club jam or something like that and the way they, they utilize it in with the fact that it goes with what's happening in the movie because they're making a porno out in some country house and the horror and the way they cut with it and have this sort of energy to the trailer I like it Brit- Brittany Snow looks like she's kicking some butt here like just great performance in you know a horror movie but I, I really this one this trailer stuck with me of the three, uh, probably the most, just because I, I hear the the way they've had the music so much. And then when I hear that, I picture what was going on in the trailer clip-wise to go with it. And it kind of kind of stuck. Am I supposed to come on the other two while I'm here? Or are we just no, talking no, about X? Okay. But yeah, I, I'd say X was the one that stuck with me the best. Abe, how about you? Give me a Studio 666. You had me at Food okay. Fighters. No, I, I everything that Brandon said about Ty West, the Ty West movie, is great um, and correct. And again, I like the way that the film looks because Ty West is really good at making these like seventies, eighties looking films. Uh, but Studio Six Six Six, it's weird, it's wacky, it's you know tongue in cheek. It looks kind of horrific, like in a terrible way, like in a in a I'm actually gonna get scary kind of way. Uh, and I'm down for it. So yeah, give me some music and some some devil stuff. I um. I'm certainly uh, uh, <laughs> choose the other one. <laughs> I don't want to. I mean, like, nobody's picking the Texas. Okay. I mean, no. you know, we got a whole podcast about the whole series. Like we're yeah, into we Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but like, it's not one where I'm like, man, compared to these two trailers, like finally someone got it right. <laughs> like, I, I hope for the best with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I will note, uh, by the way, uh, uh, Jenna Ortega, who's in Scream, she's in both 666 and X. Hey, wow. Well, she's mm-hmm. really making a mark. Yeah. Um, I'm intrigued by Studio 666 just because I, I do like the Foo Fighters and I'm intrigued by the idea of it, the entire band is like in the movie. Right. Like when I first saw it, it's like, oh, Dave Grohl's in a movie. That's something. But it's like, oh, no, it's like it's him as the like the Foo Fighters are playing themselves in a movie. Like mm-hmm. that's that's neat. And I like the, I do like the Foo Fighters. I, I like them that yeah. because they have like a seemingly a good sense of humor about things over the years. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this makes logical well, sense why you I, have the movie. <laughs> I, I think with that one, you know what it is and there's no stakes. They're like, well, the attack you're at least sold on like, well, this is cool that they're even doing this. Yeah. Yes. So I, if, if you watch it and it's like, Oh, it's mediocre. Yeah. Oh, whatever. That was, that was a fun idea. Right. You know, that's yeah. 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 At least it I got to some be good like, music out of it. 
it would have yeah exactly it'd have to be like offensively bad for me to be upset about right this movie. yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. i would yeah. be i would be really upset if it was and i'm i'm hoping that it's not my my gut instinct that is is that it's actually going to be a decent movie yeah 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 but but that surprised me but I, I do agree with brandon as far i like i like ty west i i'm mm-hmm. a big fan of his i think he has a very specific way of handling things that's really worked out for his films even when he's straight a bit like the sacraments which is like found footage compared to his his, his locked in um, uh, house based uh, horror films. Then he had his Western in the Valley of Violence, which is a yeah. while ago now at this point. Uh, but him getting back to something like this, I'm intrigued. I am curious if it's going to be in his style, like Abe, you were mentioning, as far as if he's going to make it look very deliberately like a film that could have come out of a certain period. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it is like this maybe bigger budgeted or at least wider released A24 film that. That gives me some confidence as far as like, yes. oh, I see something in this as far as not just catering to a certain crowd, but like a, you know, we should get this in theaters everywhere kind of crowd. So I, I'm intrigued by all that. And I like, and I like, I, you know, I root for Ty West. So I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, all of these to varying degrees, but yeah, I think uh, X takes the top spot this week. Okay. I see that I'm on, uh, you know, Studio 666 LMO is all. None of us don't like this series. <laughs> no, I think we made that clear. Like, who doesn't like the Foo Fighters? Who doesn't want to see them goof around? Right. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I like. I know. I kind of know what that movie is. Totally. Yeah. And with I, X, I'm like, hmm, tell me more. Yeah, I think you know? it's, it's a totally. And, and I'd actually, I'm actually really interested to see X too. I think it's a really well cut trailer. Very mm-hmm. funny and and also like yeah, again, very mysterious. Mm-hmm. But Studio 66 is just more it's like, yeah, I know that the Food Fire Food Fighters kind of like they record in different places a lot of the time. And it's just like what you guys mentioned, it's just cool that the whole band is in it, not just Dave. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, the whole band is trying to do like this really like ridiculous yeah. concept of a movie. Is this Pat Smear's first film since um Decline of Western Civilization. Uh... I don't know, probably not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. uh no, I I the thing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre here is like you know, he's like, whoa, a Foo Fighters movie? That's a horror movie? Cool. <laughs> X is like, ooh, what is this? Well cut trailer. And then Texas Chainsaw Master is like, all right. That's yeah, I've seen Coming this. To Netflix. I, I hope it's a I hope it's gonna a go good away. one. I hope it's a good one. Uh, but yeah, it was the super does, safest it, vanilla trailer. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a cool it looks like a cool idea. The the idea of the sequence they're showing you in that trailer, but uh-huh. yeah. yeah, there's not a lot to go on. I will say, Abe, it does feature uh, eighth grades Elsie Fisher in like one of the lead roles. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. I just saw Lionel Richie, and I'm like, okay, yeah, fine, that's okay. I hope I hope that he's a specter in the movie. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre opens on February 18th. Studio 666 comes out uh, February 25th, and X comes out March 18th. All in fairly short order. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's trailer talk. Let's move on now. Let's get to our main review for Scream. Hello? It's happening. Three attacks so far. Do you have a gun? I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course I have a gun. Something about this one just feels different. Samantha? I'm... I know who you are. I've been through this. A lot. This is your life now, which means that whoever this is is going to keep coming for you. You ready for this? Never. Oh, stop. Wait, wait, wait. There are certain rules to surviving. 
attacks were all on people related to the original killers. Whatever his link is to our past, it's pulled us all back here. And I won't sleep until he's in the ground. All right, that should have been some of the trailer for Scream. In 1996, a little sleeper hit called Scream entered theaters and changed the game for horror movies. Director Wes Craven suddenly had a huge hit on his hand, and he and writer Kevin Williamson quickly delivered a sequel that some, including me, found to be just as strong as the first. Another sequel came a few years later with less fanfare, and a legacy sequel of sorts came along after that in 2011. As if Scream was suddenly the before trilogy, once again, 11 years later have now passed, (laughs) and we have another Scream movie. (laughs) Now that Craven has passed away, the radio silence director team behind Ready or Not have taken the reins with a story focused on another ghost face killer, not related to the Wu-Tang Clan, coming after teens in Woodsboro. There's seemingly some kind of connection to the surviving characters of the original cast, but who will live to find out what that might be? Brandon, we've talked recently about the first Scream. Mm-hmm. On an, in an overall sense, where, where have you been with this franchise and what do you think of this new one? Well, uh, you know, here's the thing. I was here for the, uh, we talked about the trailer for it uh, on an episode. And I was here to talk about the trailer where mm-hmm. I was uh, kind of a pissy pants about it. <laughs> um, Scream, of course, I, I am a fan. And regardless of my thoughts on, you know, Scream 2 is one of my favorite slasher movies of all time in general. Um, it It's my pick for best directed Wes Craven film. And the first and second one have been huge parts to me. The third one has been a oof, but I, I will, I've seen it so many times. It's not like it's not watchable. Uh, and the fourth one, I am softer on every time I go back to it. And generally I'm not against more of these films. I just think there's a, it's a, a weird defense. Like it's, it's okay to admit like some of them are not as good as the others, but I feel like we're at a point with, fandoms where like you you stand by a series and you have to defend everything that's with it it's like no but um the fifth one i i was dukes up um hasn't go through and the new one i i'm i'll eat crow i'm happy to say it was a really fun time i i really enjoyed going back here uh with this one i feel like in the in the lore or the the time we're in of legacy sequels and stuff uh scream hit in a moment and handled it in the best way possible um well you know they they seem to uh recognize problems of those things and not fall into those traps in their own whereas scream 4 the previous you know the previous one came in a a the wave of remakes trying to make one and comment on things um they kind of did it in a wrong way where i which is much more noticeable now with this one whereas um i liked about this one was it wasn't against the things it was commenting on because scream came out and embraced it loves slasher movies while saying here's you know here's these things about them but we love them Scream 4 came out during remakes and said, look at all of them. Aren't they trash? Don't you love Scream? And gave you a whole bunch of new teen characters 
but they weren't as cool or as important as the old ones. Whereas this one comes in, it allows it to be the younger characters movie and also say, Hey, these legacy sequels don't have to be so bad. We can, here's some things we can do to enjoy a movie and go through scream things. Um, it's not perfect of a movie, but it's a really fun one. Uh, the, the characters introduced are all pretty enjoyable. It's, nods and winks don't feel like obsessive fan wankery and even some of the more embarrassing things work and it's not afraid to admit that or not afraid to embrace every single entry in the series which i liked um it's got some good kill scenes it's uh pretty well directed and the thing that was really weird to me is this is you know the first one not directed by wes craven or, you know, written by Kevin Williamson, but in terms of technical speaking, it felt more directed by Wes Craven in a screen movie than the fourth one did. Like there was camera movements and stuff, reminiscent of one, two, and three that were just absent in four that I was noticing. And it felt more at home with uh, the aesthetic of a screen movie in that aspect. Uh, the, I like the usage of Sidney, D Gale, and Dewey. In it, uh, Melissa Barrera, Jack Quaid, like every one of the young cast is fun and utilized in a way where none of them are there too much, but I was kind of like looking for more from some of them, even though I don't feel they were underused. I was like really enjoying those characters. Um, there's some stretches of reality that go here, but it's a slasher and I tend to give it that. And the movie was earning my... Uh, I don't know, respect, enjoyment that I was allowing some things to happen. But overall, this was a really good time. Abe, the last time we talked about Scream, uh -huh. uh, we found ourselves uh, uh, nearly at the uh, at the wit's end with <laughs> our, 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 our gloves raised, ready to knock each other out. Uh, it was just that dramatic. Wow. Uh, and there's no evidence of that anywhere, apparently. Heavyweight fight that episode. <laughs> was, for two I was, lightweights. I was <laughs> trying to find the audio over that episode and I couldn't find it. Because I really would I would have been really curious to hear it. Uh, yeah. Out now for good with everything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, where are you now with this screen? Uh, well, with the franchise itself, I mean, pretty much uh, have followed it and have had a good time. I think Scream 1 still reigns supreme. For Scream 5, I, I really didn't have any expectations. I don't really know if there was... I think when we talked about the trailer, I think I was, I was probably pretty neutral on it. I don't know if I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm super sold. Uh, but watching this, I think that there's a lot of like, for this movie, I, I was hot and cold a lot. It's like ebbing and flowing because I was really with it. And I agree with Brandon that overall, it's, it's actually a pretty good time. But there were some parts where I was like, oh, this is a really cool concept that they're doing here. And then it kind of just cuts away into more dialogue or like a cut scene into something else um, or the next scene altogether. And then I didn't really get a chance to stay with it, I suppose. And then as the movie progresses, it actually gets me in like that third act where I was like, this is, this is fun. This is like really, um, I like the, 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 where they are and how, how things are being sort of, um, how things are being introduced slash taken place. And I really like that aspect of it, but I think that there are some drawbacks to it too. And some of the drawbacks are that, um, I just didn't feel that connected to any of the characters. So unlike Brandon, I, I didn't really feel as though there was a lot of, um, whodunitness in this movie where I was like, Oh, really? well it's, it's that guy. Hmm. It's that guy. It's like, I, I, I was really keyed in on like three people and I was like, it turned out to be two of them, which is great. But I was really, um, 
uh, kind of just not with it on that front. I think the other thing that I wasn't really with it on was um, how Brandon mentioned like some of the filmmaking. It's like, I'm sorry, some some of the uh, the pre- previous actors. It's like I actually really like the dewiness of this movie. Like that character was the one where I felt this. Like, okay, cool. They're they're let's go follow this guy because he's got some like information here. But um, they didn't really do too much with um, uh, some of the other characters, which was totally okay because it is it is a, a more or less passing of a torch type movie. But I thought that the commentary in the in the final act was um, really well well done. Like I really enjoyed it for what they were saying, what they were uh, what they were commenting on, and I also really enjoyed like how basically sometimes the bad side of what they're commenting on can really lead to just ridiculous things that that don't make any sense or that really um like it really just becomes what other people would call toxic fandom right um and i thought that, that was fun i thought that, that was interesting that they they keyed in on that but overall like i think that was a fun movie like i had a good time watching it i i wasn't really i don't know if there's really a whole bunch of like jump scene scares per se but when they are there they're fun to live through i suppose because they they kind of subvert some of your expectations from time to time but i i don't think it was a perfect movie but i thought it was it was uh, it was a fun watch i um i'm a fan of two well i'll put it this way i used to like two out of four screen movies now i like three out of five screen movies so <laughs> uh i got we got that going for us we're back yeah. to liking screen movies again i really like screen one I am with Brandon as far as Scream 2 being the kind of the high point of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, not big on Scream 3. And yes, very much not into Scream 4 either. Um, five Cream. I, five cream. I, um, That's, yes, thank you. First things first, I will say this. I like that the movie justifies its title. I'm very yes. happy that it, sure. like the title is, the title's in on the joke of the movie, which yeah. made me appreciate what it's going for there. Because yeah, it easily could have been called Scream 5. But I like that there's a reason why it's just called Scream and that factors into the movie. Itself. We sat going WTF for like months and then they're like, ha ha! This is all part <laughs> of the plan. Um, I think this movie is rather fun. Um, I agree with a lot of points that have been made so far, so I'll try not to repeat too much. But I do think that a big win from it is, for one thing, it does feel like a Scream movie and that it not just has like you know a certain aesthetic to it and not that it just has like ghost face and the original cast but just the way this new cast regardless of like how old they actually are they feel like friends that are commenting on this thing and doing a good job at making that fun and i think that is a big part of scream where you have to balance somehow being tense because hey people are getting killed by some random person out there uh, while also like getting the fact that you're within this movie and to make that kind of meta commentary work it's not the easiest thing to do we've seen plenty of other non-scream films that try to be like scream that don't Mm -hmm. do that well Mm -hmm. Um, this film sure it's not like the you know the best example of how to do that because you have literally other movies in this franchise that do it even better but i still think it's rather effective i'm very relieved that the movie is as fun as it is and not just you know an attempt to do this um without like satisfying that aspect of it because paramount's marketing certainly wanted to highlight the scariness of it and not the fact that there's a lot of comedy in this movie um i like the characters quite a bit in this film i I can't say like oh my god these are new classic teenager characters but i do think the work done to bring in a new set of characters that you know i i can 
latch onto to some degree. It's certainly more effective than the last two Scream movies. Uh, the, 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 the fourth one in particular, which has a whole new set of teen characters, I watched that movie again a couple days ago. I still can't tell you much about any of them besides one particular one for obvious reasons. Because she's a better uh, actor than the rest of them. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the reason. Oh, because uh, <laughs> one of them's in succession now? Uh, no, no, he's not. No, that's, he's not. That's, that's, a, no. that's a different Culkin. This is a different Culkin? Right. Yeah. Man, look at you being Culkinist. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, Rory and... Uh... Kieran Macaulay. is who you're thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like Kieran, his eyewear? You liked his eyewear. Kieran was in Scott Pilgrim a year before. Completely different Culkin. <laughs> All Culkin how many, how the many same are there? Yeah. Something I like about these characters also, by the way, is the way that, like, two of them in particular, um, you have um, Bliss Barrera, who's in, in the Heights, mm-hmm. and, they, uh, and Jenna Ortega. They play sisters. I like that there are things that happen that you learn about rather quickly involving at least one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the nature of some getting attacked and not immediately dying. And that created a, like a new sympathetic aspect that we haven't really seen before. Yeah. In these scream movies yeah. that I really appreciate. Like it drew me more into who these characters are. Cause now they're, you're seeing literal suffering because of how Ghostface is going about things at the same time the movie is scary like it does its job as far as being that kind of film it sometimes goes a little too far as far as how many doors people can close before something <laughs> actually comes out behind it. i, I think that's part uh, of the joke though i, I was yeah, laughing i, I, I was I, like I, ah, okay. I would i agree with you but i it's the kind of thing where i don't know it's it's the rake joke and with sideshow bob thing. like it's how far can you go where this is funny then not funny anymore then back to funny again sure and i think some instances it works and then someone says, like, eh, I, I see so, what you're doing, but I couldn't quite like having just watched it all I'm again. That's kind of the, the, the through line joke of all the screams is there's a lot of those door shutting scenes that mm-hmm. nothing's behind with huge music builds mm-hmm. and all of them. And I'm like, how many times has he actually been behind the door? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just. But no, overall, I I am a I am a fan of what this movie is doing. I think where the third act goes, as far as reveals and reasoning and what have you, I appreciated what we're what they were going for. Um, it, I mean, a lot of this movie honestly plays like a second attempt at doing Scream Four, just based off mm-hmm. the dynamics yeah, yeah. or whatnot, and it yep. feels like just feels like a much better version of that. And there's maybe an inherent problem with just doing the same thing again. But I mean, when it's done as effectively as it is here. I can't complain too much because I had a good time watching the movie. Um, so yeah, I and as far as the legacy cast goes, yeah, I agree. Dewey's great in this movie. Dude, David Arquette yeah. does the work. Yeah. I think he's having a lot of fun here and he gets to play the character uh, in oh. ways that I appreciated while at the same time having Courtney Cox and Nev, Nev Campbell back here. They're fine. I mean, they don't have a lot to do, but I think right. the movie rightly utilizes them as yeah. far as screen. Like wh- what we want to get out of those characters, I think is appropriate for this film. Yeah, and I think Cox is a lot better than Four because I re- recently watching Four, I was like, oh man, she really feels like she hasn't played this role in a long time. And here it felt like, okay, this is right there in mm-hmm. it almost again. So it sounds like we had a good time with this movie. Yeah, yeah, I think I- it's a good time for the Scream fans. I mean, the, the fans are going to definitely be in on like what Brandon was talking about and what Aaron, you're sort of uh, getting to too, like all the door closing opening jokes and all the inside jokes about people's names, where they live. It's like all these horror references. I think fans are going to really enjoy it. Well, I, th- I don't think they were distracting references. No, either. no, no, not at all. There's I, a, I, I, I mean, there's a brilliant Dawson's Creek clip uh, hidden in this movie for, I don't know if I want to spoil it on here. Cause I'd like a scream fan who hasn't seen it and is listening to this for some odd reason to 
catch it themselves, mm-hmm. but um, it's not. Yeah, it goes beyond just you know. Oh, Kevin Williamson did Dawson's Creek. There's something a little extra in that clip that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the movie, like you said, Aaron, it's not afraid to be funny. I was laughing a lot during plenty of this, uh, genuinely. Uh, and they, yeah, they really had their fun. They have their references, but they're not like hey man references. There's and there's probably a ton of Easter eggs to be found here, but they're not distracting you. Even if you're a hardcore fan of Scream, they're just casually in there. They're not like hitting you over the head with it. I mean like I, I, one of them is, is over the head, but I actually enjoyed that scene and it's kind of just somebody watching a movie and I was like this is actually fun even though it's really on the nose. Well <laughs> And we get more scenes from that original stab movie, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which <laughs> also I was very into the uh, the amount of uh, scene by scene recreation going on in that stab movie as well. <laughs> yeah, um, I was actually thinking, is that actually Jamie Kennedy? <laughs> well, no. The funny thing is, in Scream Two, he's like they got some guy who played me on a couple episodes of Blah to be that, and then when you see it, you're like, who is it's, that it's, guy? It's nobody. <laughs> it's nobody. It's so good. Um, I. I was curious what this movie was going to go after as far as it's a new scream 10 years later, what's going on with horror that scream has mm-hmm. on its mind. And in this case, it's elevated horror. That's the, that's oh, the yeah. idea. It's going, yeah. at least the term that you know, the term that's been established. I have my own thoughts on the term ele- elevated horror. Whoever the sake of this conversation or for who has the movie does um, <laughs> the, I, I did enjoy that. Did you guys enjoy the kind of the back and forth involving that? idea yeah yeah no and it, and it said that both have their place you know that's the thing that like this movie didn't hate the current state of horror movies which scream 4 did that was the problem it looked like a grumpy old person wrote something for teens like teens and horror are into what's into going on in horror right now you know that's that's what they get to go see new at the movie theater and Scream 4 was like hating all that while teens were probably going and enjoying all that. Here they are seeing that stuff. They're not hating it, but they're recognizing a big pool uh, beyond just them being the cool new movies. They're they're seeing the marketing, the studio aspect, but they're not like bashing it or people for liking it. That's what Scream 4 was doing. Yeah, I was going to I was going to agree with Brandon about I think that the two can coexist in the same world, the same universe. And what the directors here were doing, are they also the writers? No. Uh, no. Well, whatever. If the writers were... I mean, they're all, it's a collaborative process. I mean, they did yeah. not have a hand in it, but yeah. They, sure, they, yeah. They did, they're not the creators. I just wasn't sure if it was director, directed and... Written. I know Guy Busick, he also co-wrote uh, Ready or Not. So, I mean, there's certainly a connection between the okay. shared between all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they weren't taking jabs at elevated horror, I, I would like that version much better and if they were it's like yeah you know you guys can coexist like they're different in the way that they're presenting horror on the screen but it's not as though one is better than the other necessarily i mean it's just like your own personal preference kind of thing so but i did i did enjoy their commentary about it i enjoyed the meta-ness of it too and i also enjoyed again sort of like where it goes but i i am curious around some of the things um uh toward the end there but no spoilers. I, I will I will say when it comes to like the, the end and the who done it, like of course every scream is gonna make or break at the reveal, like regardless mm-hmm. of what you are. I think in terms of this time, uh it's gonna be like uh if you if you have a problem with this whole thing, maybe look in the mirror because you might be the problem. But um <laughs> that was the one thing with the who done it that was driving me nuts on this and like you know, because you want to play the mystery game with Scream, even though they're gonna tell you in the end. Sure. Uh but my whole thing was like 
why is this all happening? That was confusing me throughout. I'm like, I couldn't put a through line as to, it was hurting my, like, I had people who were suspects just because of like, who's in a room at a time or who's acting silly. But I'm like, but okay. If it's, but why? Like that was really hard to figure out until they told it to me. Like, I was like, Oh, and I, I, it's probably intended to be that way. But like, that is a really weird part of the murder mystery this time around. I was like, why is this all happening? Where I feel like all the other screams, you kind of maybe could pick it. Yeah, not out not stuff, scream. But... Scream three is going out of its way to be like. Let me, let but me... Scream three is letting you know early on about like some to do with Sydney's mom. There's dropping sibling relations. I will say when it comes to a scream movie, uh, listen to a Meeks family member, and they will at least help you out to one murderer. In every movie. <laughs> Got it. Or a motive. Or a motive. I, I will, as, as far as this aspect of the film goes, I will say, I like, I really like the third act. I like where it's Yeah, set. no, no, I, I do. Like, no, I, I, do. I, I, I don't think you're yeah. not saying that. But I, I do like, like, I like how it plays out as far as execution. The reveal is maybe the least interesting aspect of the movie. Yeah, for me, as yeah. Far as who's I would doing agree. Things. Because honestly, you could, you could kind of, you can put put anybody in 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 a role like that and get the same results, right? Just based sure. based, based yeah. off what we do learn about whatnot. So it's like, all right, cool. That that's who that's who it is. But like, I just in terms of like where they go with that, I was really enjoying the the varying stages of things taking place in that third act, which mm-hmm. is pretty expansive. Not unlike a, most screen movies, team team to end with, uh, and now we get all of the characters into this location, and this is where the last forty minutes are. Right, like, but but I think it does that well this uh, quite uh, this time around. Yeah. I, I appreciated how it once again you have these these legacy characters that are also involved in some way. It didn't. I felt like it was organic enough to get characters in the locations they were. Sure. Yeah. Um, Building up to that point, like I was intrigued by the whodunit aspect of it. Like, yeah, no, of, yeah. Like, regardless of like who I was filing away in the back of my mind, as far as like maybe it's this person or whatnot, like I was still like into the movie's tricks as far as sure setting you up to think one way on right. purpose and trying to throw you off other ways, and then you go back when you realize who it is and be like, oh yeah, the movie was doing this the whole time. Like I, mm-hmm. it's that's that's fun. Well, there's a brilliance. I I pegged one right from the start, and then as right. the movie progressed, I went away from that person completely. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, geez. Trust your instincts, Brandon. Trust my instincts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, there's also, like, Aaron, you you mentioned that, like, you know, there's, it feels like a redo of Scream 4 at some points mm-hmm. or a lot of this. And there was an aspect um, of the uh, killer aspect in this that was similar to Scream 4. But for some reason, I bought it here. Sure. Um, I don't want to go too much into it without revealing, but there there was one thing that kind of always nagged me about Scream Four that I was that's totally similar here, and I was like, you know what, I buy this. I don't I know just, why. I think, but... I think that I just think the the base it's built on is stronger this time around. I yeah. I think this cast is better. I think the writing is wittier. Like I just think. It's, oh yeah. It's I mean having. You know, having watched all these in the past week, it's like a pretty fresh in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty fresh. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like it's really, you know, yeah. I don't hate Scream Four. There's there's plenty of aspects of it. Sounds like sounds like you do. Well, because there's so many things that are wrong with it that make it a bad movie. Uh, If he's gonna choose your friendship or Scream Four, he's gonna choose. (laughs) Um, I've got a. 
Oh, go ahead. I was I was going to say in relation to uh, the killings and all of this. Yeah. You know, we, we, let's talk. Let's talk about Ghostface's actions. Where, yeah, where I was going to I was going to get into some of the other details. Yep. Yeah. Well, how how did you guys like the kind of the various kill and stalking scenes that are paramount there, to, there, to, to to Ghostface? They're good, but there's one that happened in like broad daylight, and I'm like, nobody <laughs> saw this. See, I'm, no, I'm nobody. Had, I'm heads or tails about that because of the one thing. I think it's it's legitimately scary to me when that happens. Right. Yes. And if you want to talk about things happening in daylight, remember how Randy died. I mean, in, like, inside of a van, he was still dragged. Like he's standing in broad daylight, yelling on the phone, did grabbed out of nowhere. Nobody yeah. saw it complete to the point where it's a joke because like, you know, people with like a boom box come and start like, dancing next kings. to them. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Music that, music that I'm guessing Randy probably didn't like <laughs> was the soundtrack to his murder. Uh, I thought that the Ghostface was doing a lot of interesting things in this movie, including like clearing out an entire hospital, which I've, I've never seen. Um, no, 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 no. no, so, no she, was, okay. she was on a private private floor. floor. Oh, so, she was on a private floor. Got yes. it. Okay. Which means no attendance work on it. No lights are on. Nope. Got like, it. Okay. One cop. What? Yeah, one. It's, cop, it's yeah. a flawed concept. The private floor. I do not disagree with you there. But <laughs> but he didn't do any work. He just went to the one floor. He just went to the, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that makes sense. It was I, a plot I, convenience, and they yeah. readily admitted that in the script. Yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. Because uh, I think that they're actually, you know, again to the script's credit, it does explain a lot of things and a lot how a lot of things actually do happen, which is fun. Uh, but I think Ghostface was doing a lot of really like mm-hmm. he wasn't as like uh i, I didn't find him as threatening or menacing because you know ghostface is gonna be ghostface but i thought that there was a lot of really good like um like uh, uh verbal fuck uppery that he was playing with mm-hmm. and i was like i actually really like the way that they basically made him a little bit more cunning uh mm-hmm. and use some of his words more than his actions because I the line that I really liked in the first 13, 15 minutes of the movie is like, how do you know that I, I didn't get into the house right. at the time that you unlocked it? And I was like, that's a great line. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's a line, that's a logical thing for somebody to ask and or think about. So of, good good timing. I want to talk. Can we talk about how great the opening scene was? It's like, really good. It's impressive as heck that they pulled this. Like I was watching it like. I feel like the first movie again. Mm-hmm. And, and I know it's, you know, mimicking or whatever, but it it's patient. It in it's draws you in and you think you know how it's going, but you don't and and it plays it modern like I couldn't yeah, believe the, the prowess the technical term. the prowess of the directing and everything. I'm like it made me trust the rest of the movie. Like it was so well done. Uh, that and then there's a, a spin on that opening scene that we hadn't seen before in a scream movie that just took it another step to be like, okay, well, what what is this? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I also add that I think Roger L. Jackson, who does you know the voice for Scream for for Ghostface for the mm-hmm. past you know all these movies, I he plays with that as far as how his voice sounds. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like you know, obviously it's a voice changer, but like in you know he's still acting the voice for these characters, and I like how it put I, I like how it slowly escalates in this in this opening sequence and then there's even some other stuff throughout the movie when you sure. hear it at various mm-hmm. times it's just like it's stuff like that the, it, there's clear choices being made and that's the best kind of thing i can appreciate in a movie where it doesn't feel like it's perfunctory it feels like i've you know it wasn't just an assignment for him there are there are choices being made as far as how to make this the most effective and yeah. also going back to the characters again I what it does when Ghostface is initially talking to um the the Ortega character 
mm-hmm. uh, Tara, right? Um, Tara, yeah. I I like that. She, I mean, she opens like it opens her up as far as establishing who her character is, mm-hmm. and you learn about like okay, there's a mother. She's not there. There's something that's a problem. It, like the idea that she's hearing compliments that she's never heard from her before. Like it's like I'm locking into this character right now, and it's like right. it, it's and it and the fact that it it pays off to varying degrees based off where it goes from there good job on this ghost face call like i really appreciate it <laughs> yeah. right no it's great and i mean yeah it i totally sucked in and there's also a concept um from scream 3 that we all go oh that's terrible that they made work in this movie hmm. that um you know in scream 3 uh there there was you know, sydney and her mother ghost thing that happened that there's something in this movie that totally works that was not in scream three but yeah it, it things work because of i think when they're established and yeah and, and where it goes from sure. there or maybe it. because it happened we're in dancing scream around 3, a we, lot of stuff yeah, i mean it's a, because it happened in scream three we now accept that it can happen in this universe but that's fair at the same yeah. time honestly i don't know if, I, I i don't remember that until i watched scream three again so i'm curious like <laughs> if like people that are randomly coming into scream are like I don't even know if they're concerned with the idea of this happening before. Right. Yes. Right. Um, I, when it, when I, it does happen, I was just like, well, at least they explain it immediately about like yes. the medication, right? So it's like, okay, that that's fine. Because if it was just one of those things where it's like, I'm going to guide you. It's like, mm, okay. Right. And you know what? There, honestly, I, I don't think it'd be perfect, but you could probably have just seen Scream 1 and still find high enjoyment in this one. I agree. I don't think that's wrong, but I do appreciate all the details they added for fans of the franchise. Oh, no, totally. totally. I know. know. Like I said, it wouldn't be perfect. You'd be kind of lost in some places, but I think it'd be like, uh, okay, I didn't see those movies, but I did see the first one. And this is, yeah. Believe me, like just having things like, like having uh related man uh randy family members returning and what have like there's just stuff yeah. with like a giant photo painted photo of him on, on their mantle i mean that's always okay. fun in general yeah or even i mean this is from the first one randy makes home theater memorial yeah this right. is a, you know it's a first movie thing but even the fact that dewey has like tatum's like urn or like a memorial on his it's like his a trailer. plate or something yeah, like, yeah it's like that's like that's just like that's well, nice like it's yeah. stuff that's not trying to draw attention to itself it's just more like there and you can see it if you do yeah, well, yeah and, exactly. And that's what I love. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, totally. And that's where the commentary comes in of just like, hey, by the way, you know, these requels, it they have to have things that matter to, you know, to the original fans, um, while still taking in the same direction with like the characters that you've grown to like. Mm-hmm. So we have to do that. And I thought that, that was really well done. And again, these Easter eggs are numerous. My favorite Easter egg is is where Sydney's uh, at the last location. Um, and she just shoots one of the doors. I was like, that's exactly what I was telling her to be worried about. I was like, watch out for that one. And she's like, nope, I got it covered, guy. So it's like, yeah, I, I really like that they had like these little small things for people who have seen Scream 1, 2, 3. Um, but, you know. Um, let's let's yeah. talk let's talk about these characters a little bit more. Now, we have the old cast, obviously, that we've, we've mentioned. But we have, and we mentioned a little bit about the um, the sisters. But we have plenty of other people. We have Jack Quaid here as the... As, um, or his boyfriend mm-hmm. uh we have um we have, what's his name Ma- uh, mason gooding um who is in book smart and yeah, i was sister- like that guy looks familiar i Cuba's like it, t- it took it took me the entire movie <laughs> to yep. be like yeah. what is the movie that i i know i've seen him in some I other think he movie. has blonde hair in that movie though right yeah or, he does yeah uh but yeah yes cube yes cuba gooding's junior son mason gooding and uh that's Jasmine. his son 
Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. Mason Gooding. Wow. And he, he looks like Cuba. You can look at him. He looks like Cuba. Huh. Right. <laughs> but uh, it makes sense. That's like that's my might be why I think I know him. You know that huh. it didn't hurt, but like I knew I'd seen him in another movie. It's like oh, it's book smart. That's what it is. Yeah. But him, him, and Jasmine Savoy Brown, they play twins. Um. Uh, let's see. You have um. Let's see. Dylan Minnette mm-hmm. as as Wes, which is. <laughs> obvious but there it is uh kyle gallner shows up to play definitely somebody evil um that's not a spoiler it's just the character the character is so kyle gallner is hilarious in this movie like i was dot like he was a favorite instantly uh marley shelton also returns as far as the veteran characters go she was in scream mm-hmm. four mm-hmm. um where are the other ones oh uh, mikey madison madison is one of the friends and uh, I'm naming all these characters. Any like standouts here? Like I, I do think like the the um, Randy's um, cousin, like uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown's character, Mindy. She mm-hmm. plays like the basically the Randy of this film as right. far as laying out the I mean, rules. They kind of like all him are too. too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing with these. But like after the first one, everybody became everybody, more yeah. savvy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Like, well, the thing I, is, like back in the when Scream came out, there, there the movie geek was a person, but now like everybody sees like a lot of the movies. Like, right, it wasn't the case back then, so everybody knows now. It's yeah, more reflective. I mean, it's more reflective of film culture of today, right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially it, it like is. specifically now, where it wouldn't seem it, it's, it's not something out of place appealing to be a part of now. Like it's it not, wasn't it, then. But, it's not yeah. out of place for people to speak in the. I mean, it's still it's obviously stylized. It's a movie, but like right. it's it's not out of place for everybody to be like also geeks about this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that what they what the scriptwriters did right is they added the humor to it too because I like the part where um, Sam has to go and talk to her boyfriend and be like, "We've got to go talk to an expert," and it's like they go to Dewey's house, like it cuts to Dewey's house, and like this is this isn't who I was thinking about, but yeah, I guess this works. It's pretty funny. Um, as far as like my favorite. I guess characters would go, it would be the twins. Um, and it's mostly because of who their their uncle is, but it is also because they they have the rules in mind all the time in their head. Uh, of just throughout this movie, they're just talking about the rules and testing each other on the rules. And even at one point, I'm pretty sure one of them survives because of the rules. So um, there you go. Yeah, and I gotta say, Melissa Barrera, that like that's not an easy role, and <laughs> like she crushes it and i'm like i yeah a good uh lead character to follow because it it's no tough task in a movie that you're waiting you know sydney has been the the character in this and i you know i you gotta wait for a while to see sydney show up in this movie and mm-hmm. um screen time wise if you count it all up together like i mentioned they allow this to be the new kids movie um sydney and gail don't have a lot of total screen time there throughout the movie but uh she's bray is so good that i'm not worried about that stuff i'm worried about what's going on in this movie happening to her as opposed to when sydney gonna come it is it is sydney it is tricky uh as far as making this kind of new character because you don't want to repeat like you don't want to just have sydney 2.0 as far as the exact same circumstances Mm -hmm. that her character is going through so i do like and it also has to give you an established history as far as why she's basically estranged from Woodsboro yeah. versus everybody else that's still friends of each other. And the fact that they're able to kind of thread that needle and get you to care about all of this 
at least for, for Brandon and I, I know maybe yeah. many of us are on these. Um, something, <laughs> what something why, what, like, why am I going to care about this, this, this new girl as much sure. as I would Sydney, who I know is in this movie too. Like, I you think, know, I like, think it finds the right ways to play yep. that. And it, including the other, like the other, like wild card aspect that's going on of her that I found to be effective. Yeah. Uh, it's got, uh, it's got a, it's got a big old retcon that works surprisingly, you know, like, yeah, but yeah. Also, Jack Quaid as her boyfriend, he's fun. As Richard. Yes, I yeah. really enjoyed him in this movie. Two Quaid. questions for you: How yeah. old is Jack Quaid and how old is Dylan Minnette? Because I feel as though Dylan Minnette's been like a teenager his whole life. Yeah, right. Jack Quaid twenty nine, Dylan Minnette's twenty five. Okay. Wow, Jack Quaid is twenty nine. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are you doing? No, but uh, yeah, Jack Quaid comes in here. Uh, I like how somebody calls him like somebody's lame parent. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but how about you guys? Any other pairings that you guys liked, or or kind of like it was nice to see uh, Deputy Judy back, or I guess she's Sheriff now, Sheriff Judy, Sheriff, Sheriff Hicks, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sheriff Hicks, yeah, yeah. Uh, and her lemon squares made a cameo. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Uh, that was a, that was an especially good thing of me watching Scream Four again. Like, oh, I get that joke. Like, that's right. That's a lot right there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and and she happens to, you know, she falls into a a, a scream trope, but uh, sure, she, she is nice to have back. Like that's that's a enjoyable plus from the four scream movie to to bring back over, mm-hmm. and it, you know makes sense. And she's she's fun. You get more on her. She has a child, um, and yeah, and he you know is enjoying another no good, terrible, horrible, very bad day. <laughs> Complete with uh, dyed tips or, you know, dirty blonde. Uh, Question for you guys. Yeah, he had 13 reasons why he did that. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Question for you guys. What do you guys think of the use of technology in this movie? Like phones? Phones, internet, etc. I I like that they kind of create their own phone service for it. I don't think that's like Apple. I don't think that's Google. Yeah, they just made their own UI. (laughs) Oh, totally. But also, they didn't have an app, a Ghostface app. That was fine. Ghostface app. That was the fourth movie. They had a Ghostface. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I I appreciated that they they didn't have to like they didn't try to outdo themselves as far as like because the last one had the live streaming thing going yeah. on and, mm-hmm. and and the one before that had like voice changers and all kind like this one felt like it was it was as stripped down as it could be while still being set in the you know in contemporary times. Yeah, that that's where I fall to, mm-hmm. and that's exactly where I was going to say is like I, it. I think that they're trying to make it feel somewhat. You, that you could come back to this and make it sort of feel timeless because all that they really do is like location tracking and mm-hmm. then also like one or two apps. But beyond that, it's kind of just like texting and an IMDb type <laughs> type thing. And, and even, yeah. And even the IMDb thing is actually, which is not IMDb. It's their own thing. But like what I like about that is, you know, it's not far from scream as far as like scream had cell phones in it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, but the there's no part of this movie where I was like, well, if only they had this or if, like there's no like logic gap for me as far as we have this device now or whatever that would easily clear things up. Like, right. I don't I don't I didn't I didn't have any instance of like me failing in understanding like 
why can't they just do this and then you know this is over like yeah there was none yeah. of that here which well I, think- I mean anybody working on this movie probably has no idea what kids are really using on their phones anyway so <laughs> yeah but it's like i don't know like how tiktok would save the day like yeah <laughs> right yeah or at least oh, it God, have, yeah. like yeah they at least didn't have like a frame where at one point they're at the party the house party and it's like somebody's on a tiktok you know what i mean you're just like okay this is gonna age poorly mm-hmm. um, i will say i mean there's even logic to why people gather in certain places that i appreciate sure, yeah it's yeah. yeah. like there are instances where, like there where you have to balance in your head like there's a murderer out there <laughs> like he's murdering yeah. like your friends like is this like the wisest but i like things make sense so yeah, i, I they, can't they like do. i can't go against it too hard i will say there are instances where things don't make sense or at least are lesser <laughs> to me as far as choices being made like the whole reunion between gail and dewey the conversation they're having was completely ludicrous as far as the, mm-hmm. the time and place that they're choosing to have. Right. <laughs> I just, right. I just it, thought it, that it was a funny conversation to have in general. And it, it, yeah. it, it only happens because the movie needs us to know where they are in their relationship. But it's like, there's no <laughs> world where th- at this point in time in the movie, <laughs> which, is, mean, which we, is a, which is a murder scene. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, let's make sure to talk about this yeah. right now. We, we saw his, you know, it's like we saw his situation and saw her on the TV. I yeah. can put things together. That's, you know, but yeah. it was, it was that deep emotional connection where, you know, they were going for their Oscar. That's what made it funny to me. That's what made that scene funny. Well, no, it in felt, the middle of the night, man, I couldn't it was, take it. It was straight from the annals of fan fiction. And, you know, it's like <laughs> a weaker point in a relative, relatively stronger movie, but oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. It, you know, there's a couple, there's a couple scenes like that too, but like, and, it, but it, it's not, it's obviously, it's not up to take me down as far as well, the movie goes, but it is like stuff where fair. it feels like they we don't, need to have, we need to have a scene where these characters talk about this thing. Yeah. And, they, they don't look comfortable exchanging those lines. It looks like someone handed them something at a convention <laughs> and asked them to read it to uh-huh. them at a panel. Like it, it's, it, it's not good. I, yeah. I, I will say this though. They did bring back, of course, the broken arrow slash yes. theme to Dewey's theme, which Dewey's I was very theme. happy with. <laughs> I was so good. Yeah, that was, I was so for, happy about For those that, that are not aware, Scream 2 uh, used uh, temp music, which was the soundtrack for Broken Arrow. And they fell so in love with that music uh, from the John Woo film that they're like, why, why replace this? Let's just, let's just use this music. <laughs> so, and now it, now it returns here, which is like, it's a weird kind of callback because it's like, well, that was their theme, but it's still like a theme from another movie that they just kind of co-opted for this movie. And now it's I, I, I believe default, Dewey owns um, it now. Like yeah, now Dewey, it's, by, yeah. it's by default become the scream music instead of the movie it's actually from, which is really cheering. Yeah. That said, uh, uh, red right hand comes back as well, and I was very happy with that. Oh, it was a good scene too for it. It was, yeah, a, yeah. yeah, it was like it. the best, the best way they could have brought that that song into the film. They they found they found an appropriate way uh, compared to you know Scream Four, which didn't have it at all. Um, so yeah, I was uh, <laughs> very happy in that regard. <laughs> um, there is the whole thing about. I mean, we can't talk. I want to talk too much about this, but the yes, the the kind of toxic fandom aspect of it, uh, as far as how the movie addresses this which is yeah that's a that's a part of moviedom now as well and certainly for like mm-hmm. genre type things and so it makes sense that scream would want to handle that um my my only issue that i have with this is they they do try to bring they like they're not being subtle about like referencing the last jedi without actually saying the last jedi my only multiple issue, times I, my only issue is that the the clip they show because like the stab films are like a big part of this world still there's mm-hmm. like there's the three scrap stab films that are based on reality and then there's like what five more that are all just fictionalized stab movies and then the eighth one episode eight of stab is, stabbed 
his, mm-hmm. <laughs> the last stab yeah. is uh, could be the last go with face. Uh, conveniently, that's the one where they're like Ryan Johnson was brought in direct. The the issue with is why do they have to make Stab Eight look like the worst movie I've ever seen before? It looked like YouTube someone's like, <laughs> yeah, really bad no, like, YouTube phone videos. It and- really does, and it, it kind of just reminded me of like Halloween Resurrection, uh, where it's like, okay, what are we doing here? Like, like I don't care who any of these people are. I guess I guess you guys have this property of Michael Myers because. It's just like a guy with like a boom box and something else in, in the stab eight clips that you're watching. Like, like a fl- like a he has a steel mask and a flame. Yeah. <laughs> and like- you know, it it kind of like makes fun of like all those like Jason goes or Jason X and all the other stuff too, which is fine. But at the same time, I was just like, yeah, I, I actually like that it was poking fun at at um some like those online shows and and whatever else too. But For I sure. thought that it was uh, like the overall idea and the overall concept of it. I was like. This is a this is an interesting thing to tackle because I didn't think that you guys would be the ones to do it, and I didn't really know if who was going to shed a light on it anyway. But you know, you guys make sure you make some really uh, relevant points here. And while it kind of does go a little bit off the rail sometimes, I thought that it was a it was an interesting critical commentary. I, I think it's the one of the right film series franchises to present that issue as an important mm. point and and have it because I think the fan base of Scream will appreciate that, know it, um, and kind of embrace that or understand that or kind of see that. And the other people coming to it will get upset or also appreciate it or something like that. And I think it's a good... The Scream franchise is a good neutral ground to present that on as opposed to... a a franchise that might have had a little bit stronger voice because the scream the scream fans seem to be a more um loving neutral bunch for mm-hmm. the most part they don't seem to be too vulgar or ill-willed even if scream 3 is not a good movie and they seem to want to be rewriting about that right now um <laughs> we'll test their toxic fandom if they come at me with that um but i i think it's the right ground in terms of a franchise that's going to present that as an issue for for people to sit back and see uh as opposed to a star wars or something like something like that um but yeah i like i said earlier i think uh, the people who are going to get angry about this are the ones who guess what that's you you're mad at yourself you maybe you should chill but you know (laughs) which which is why i loved it made it like devilishly delicious Mm -hmm. i was like yes like yeah, like people, I, I your line earlier about you might want to look in the mirror. It's like yeah, you, like no, no one's, no one's like calling you this or that, but they're saying, hey, look, check yourself. It's movies, right. man. Like you know, yeah, we're hard you, to make, man. Even stab eight was hard to make. <laughs> would you want to see a scream six? Uh, I'll take it if. Oh, I can't talk spoilers, so. Um, under certain circumstances, I would wholly welcome it. Uh, I'm on the same page with Brandon. Like, yeah, I, I would be interested if there if they did make a Scream Six. I think the issue with making Scream sequels specifically, which is you know, I mean, there's there's now more good than bad, um, but um, it's the fact that it's so tied to specific characters, right? Compared sure. to other horror sequels mm-hmm. or at least popular franchises, yeah. the connections are more or less tenuous because it's focused more on the horror villain right sure. with, with obviously yeah. there's exceptions but with scream i mean that's such a 
you know, there's now four decades of screen movies that all have this, you know, the same three characters in them. And so it's like, do you, do you keep, how do you, and this being the series that it's self-aware also, it's like, how do you make that? How do you justify that? I, and I will say, since I'm impressed with five, I don't think it's impossible to do, but I am, I would be curious, like, well, what, what do you do with a sixth one of these that may I, or may not still have some of these legacy characters if they're out there? I think this film presents a perfect bridge to a new horizon for it should they continue like i can't i can't go into spoilers or anything like that but um i don't think i think the way they present the legacy characters here does not present them in such a way of importance that they need to be included going forward like it's a perfect time to see them once again but also uh, they're here as like an added value element to it and not as the crux of the story. And I think they hand off and the such strength of these new characters that if any of them survive this movie, right? Because we're not doing spoilers. They would be interesting enough because of this movie that there's almost a handoff to go follow them. And I think the, the thread there is the fact that there was a TV show that has nothing to do with these movies. Right. Right. And, right. and it was for more or less good. I, Better like, than I, it ever deserved or should have been. It's surprising. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's yeah. good to know. I, I, I think it, I think it got better as it went along. You had two seasons that were connected to each other. And then there was mm-hmm. a third season that had no connect. That was another like completely different thing. Hmm. So like going largely off those first two seasons, since they're so connected, establishing a new set of characters, and everything. I do like it did wind up being yes far better than I expect far better it was better than I expected it to be mm-hmm. and were you to do a scream six yes I I would be open to a, a newer set of characters as opposed to try and do or like a newer like storyline I guess as far as you know instead of the continuing the Cindy Campbell Skywalker series a saga <laughs> like if, right. if there's like another like route to go that separates itself that that could be interesting as well. Sure. I, so I just I guess I'm curious if like the Scream brand is enough to support other feature films as opposed to the Scream brand featuring certain characters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But the daughter of Gail Weathers got it. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um... <laughs> weathering the storms. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, the movie um, had. You know, fairly modest budgets, like around twenty-five million. It opened this weekend to thirty million. That's not bad. Um, so major could... box office smash success. <laughs> I mean, as as much as Abe and other people that are wrong like Scream Four, that movie didn't make much money. Like it was a bomb. Like it was. It didn't. It didn't it do well. Ju- it's, it's insane to look at all that the, all the real like, ones. Oh, that know. was that was like the opening. No, that was total. Yeah, oh. Was... Like yeah, five it, years ago? No, yeah, that was yeah. like... To, to, be, to be clear, this movie, Scream, made 30, 30 million its opening weekend. Scream 4 made 38 total in America. You know, people like, <laughs> uh, people were curious to go see what Scream was all about. I, I would not have guessed that. I would not have guessed that it topped out at 38 in America alone. Like, that's that's wild to me that it, that it did that badly. Yeah. So, so uh, back in 19, the 90s, mm-hmm. Scream came out. It's this big success. It revives stuff. And Michael Myers, who'd been in the dumps, comes back and has its biggest entry ever with H2O mm-hmm. in this wake of Scream. When Scream 4 came out, there was uh, who knows what. But now, do you think the success of like 
the 2018 Halloween buffered maybe people's excitement and scream, and so the reverse happened? I don't think it hurt. The reverse is in... People trusting slashers again, thinking qualities behind it. Here's my here's a franchise with the original people back, despite four not doing whatever. Do you think I don't think where it, we are with them? I don't think it hurts, um, but I, I don't know if it was a prime factor. I think it's just more of there's a horror movie coming out again in January. Those movies you, open well regardless. Well, tend yeah. to anyway. People got excited about oh Jamie the Curse is back and her slasher mm-hmm. movie. Oh, Nev Campbell's back and hurt. Like I I don't I have I have to think a mentality I, has changed to a theater goer. I, I can agree. I would also say, though, that Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween, like the franchise is just stronger as a brand overall. Right. Like, well, yeah, yes, than Scream yes. is, which is, you know, sure. why it also open. But it, it wasn't you know, at a time. It wasn't at a time, but I do think Universal right. sold that just right. The trailer, mm-hmm. the trailers were great for Halloween, for one thing. The Scream trailers aren't great. Um, I just yeah. think, I think it, <laughs> that's, that's, I think that if anything, I'm, I'm more surprised that that screen was able to overcome the fact that it had shitty trailers. Hmm. Uh, but the Halloween, mm-hmm. like, even regardless of how much you like Halloween kills, the marketing for both of those past Halloween movies is very strong. And that's sure. why they, that's why they opened as well as they did. It mm-hmm. helps that one of them at least is regarded pretty well. Um, yeah. And I, it, you know, it's coming out in October. Mm-hmm. It's also coming out before a pandemic. Scream right. is it's testing that bounds as far as are people is this a choice that they want to make right now? Um, yes, was the answer to some degree. Uh, Thirty millions, nothing to slouch at. I guess it was yeah. coming in. It's coming a little below expectations. I believe it was around like 40, 45. It was thirty five to thirty five to forty, was which it? I still no. think was a pipe dream yeah. to begin with. So I like I'm surprised that it did this well. Um, yeah. So like it will this bolster future things like this? I don't know. We'll see. I, are there other brands that are this strong that could use it? I guess if Freddie finally comes back or Friday finally comes back, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'd imagine. I'd Freddie. Hmm, that's tricky. Like if Robert Friday, Friday's got legal problems, which are Ruber has it maybe somewhat resolved somewhat. Hmm. We'll see when we'll it see. actually happens. Yeah. Uh, Freddie just lays dormant and I can't believe it. It's because nobody's sleeping anymore because the pandemic. Right? I think that the issue there beyond the fact that, that remake was awful. So it's like, are we doing <laughs> right. this again? Is that what's like, Jackie Earl Haley? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's like, is Robert Englund going to come back? And is that like, is that the draw? I think, I feel like I think, if- I think Langenkamp and England somehow coming back can not Halloween 2018, but it can revive the most interest in Elm Street that you can get. But do you think that transfers to like odd, like mainstream audience? Yes. Because yes, do, she's you, you probably do? the next. She's probably the next closest thing. But do, uh, but do, here's my and I'm not trying to insult her, but do mainstream audiences know who Heather Langenkamp is versus Jamie Lee Curtis? If you put it with Elm Street, they will. I, yeah. If you put, say, if you put it with something it. else, no. But they'll, they'll. Nancy Nancy Thompson is a very 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 popular. Uh, final girl in horror movies all Fair. throughout. So Fair I enough. would, and there's a lot of young kids that have grown up and on those, and like the Scream one, haven't been able to go see one in a theater before of age, and now they can. And I think I don't think it's gonna. I, I'm like I'm not saying gangbusters here, but I think they could make a very successful Elm Street movie, um, passing like some expectations if they brought her and Robert England back. Here's what I was gonna say. If the, that that Elm Street remake came out and it was bad and it didn't do great, mm-hmm. if Wes was still alive or if they made that in like 2014, that's where I see like the money coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I don't think a new nightmare would nec- a new new nightmare would necessarily bl- bomb, but I do think that there's a 
depending on, you know, who they get to be involved in this and if it's actually good. I do think there was an opportunity that they kind of got missed as far as re- like bringing it back in some kind, yeah, of, in yeah. that kind of way. I would, mean, it, would, would something like this do well now? By default, sure. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Getting so, Robert back would be enough. Like, I think that's, people that's would the, pay that's to see him again. I, yeah. I agree. That's the factor I think would play better. Yeah, um, but fr- Fridays, Friday doesn't, the thing about Fridays, it doesn't matter. Like the, mm-hmm. if, if long as they remember that Friday movies don't cost much money, like, you can, you can right. easily, ch- you can turn out six of these in six right. years. It'd be nobody's, <laughs> nobody's going to give a shit if Feldman comes back. Like as much as people want to <laughs> think that no one, no one's going to care. Like, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's Jason sells regardless, like, mm-hmm. especially now. Um, if you brought the hockey mask back, people would show up in droves. Like he's super, like, I, I mean, just, it's fun. Like for people that's, there's no stakes to it. It's just another Friday the 13th. It's that guy with the hockey mask. Let's go. Like, now Jason, does your mask go, go over the hockey mask or under the hockey mask when you're in the theater? Under the hockey mask. Under, okay. But you put one on the outside to look cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just to show that you're wearing one. Exactly. There's, yeah, there's been a lot of legacy ideas and stuff floated around in the last 10 years for Friday. And like, th- those aren't going to sell in the theater. Just Jason. Just, just put Jason up there. That's, yeah. And if Derek Mears is up for it again, don't don't pass. Let him let him do it because he's a terrific Jason. Chucky, okay. meanwhile, has pivoted the right direction. He's like, Into I did my series. U- yeah. Universal made my 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 uh, direct video movies, which are some of the best entries in the series. And then we took that same narrative and continued hey, it on television. Me, those were limited edition theatrical releases. Limited release. <laughs> okay. Get it Germany, right. Germany had some great theatrical releases yes. for the Chucky. <laughs> those showed at film festivals. Those showed at film festivals on a big screen. And then, and then, uh, but now they've taken it to TV with the same narrative still intact. Yeah. And it's great. And, so, yeah, I've heard. A really remake even it. came out trying to stop things, and they said no. But we're it could on. <laughs> right. Scream. I mean, Scream still is on its thing. I mean, they had the TV series, but theatrically, theatrical wise, it's still an original canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, technically, Hellraiser has not restarted yet. It will on Hulu, but um, Hellraiser was still in its canon. Uh, but yeah, they. They keep going, um, but and, uh, Candy Men is just around the corner too, right? So, oh, wow. yeah, Candy, candy yeah. Man's still XXL, there, yeah. Candy Men XXL, exactly. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've talked a lot about Scream and some other stuff. Where can when should people go and see Scream, Brandon? Um, this is tough because I had a lot of fun with this movie. I always think, you know, I loved it. You should go see it in the theater too. But there's a lot. I've, I've I've been on Twitter stuff. There's a lot of people really bummed because they're not feeling comfortable going to the theater for it. Is a movie worth risking your life for? No movie is worth risking your life for that. But I say, in this day and age, you have Fantango, you have your AMC app, you have whatever your theater is, and you can pick your seats, check your showing, look how empty it is, go with confidence. It's a fun movie. Abe. I agree with Brandon that if uh, if it's safe and you're willing and you can sit far away from people and there are not a lot of people in the theater, if you're a fan of the franchise, you should go check this out in the in a in a theater. I would probably rate this at a dollar, at a dollar theater in our old rating. I um, you know, you used to put those ratings on like the Dimension posters that say like hip, clever, cool. Uh, I I agree with those. Like if you put that on this poster, I would agree with that. I think this is a fun <laughs> movie. It does the job. Um, it. it made me feel like i was watching a scream movie again mm-hmm. uh in the good in the good ways so mm-hmm. uh, I, I i i quite enjoyed what i got uh, i'm i'm happy that 
this franchise wound up in uh, solid hands. And so, yeah, it's a good one to go check out if you're uh, you know, feeling safe and all that. Did you guys get weirded out that there was no dimension logo at the beginning of this? Because kind was like, of. it was like that time when you saw Star Wars without like the uh, 20th Century Fox logo when you saw yeah. the Force Awakens. It's like, oh, this is okay. Because it just starts out too, and I was like, oh, are we supposed to see like some like cool logos? But well, it was know. it was a Paramount logo, and then some other the, the, spy, the, the spy, the very, spyglass, the yeah. very elaborate spyglass logo, completely, completely with the original music and everything. That's right, what threw, yeah, that's yeah. What threw me off. It was like we're not even cutting the music to make it creepy first. Because <laughs> like, well, because Scream was the poster child for the Dimension logo. It'd been around before, but like they were the first Dimension huge films. hit. Yeah. On the dimension logo, and it, so I've always associated with that. And it, the Paramount was like, it was just interesting. What I did appreciate, they brought back the font for the end credits. Yes, so. they did. Yes, and they, it was it was very like punk pop '90s uh, music as well. So yeah, they brought in a song. Even, <laughs> even like uh, even like the the way that they're showing like photos at the end there. I was like, this yeah, is they did, they did the roll call. That's all right. Them. That's yeah. all of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this is very reminiscent of like this is like a Ty West thing where it's like you guys did a good job here recreating like something from the '90s. Yeah, they brought they brought it back. Yeah. All right. We talked about Scream. Scream is where we lie. Let's um let's move on now. Let's uh, where we lie. Yeah, that's that's a that's a thing. Okay. Um, uh, babe, what time is it? It's time for a game here. Little known fact: that's With actually Ghostface Killer's right hand. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's actually Ghostface Killer's ringtone. So if you get it, if you get a call from that, don't pick it up. Um, I've got a game for you guys. Actually, we've got two games for you guys. Uh, first one here is called Parental Guidance. Oh. PG. This is where I'm yeah. Psycho Gorman. This is where I'm going to read you guys some things that users have submitted to IMDb under the parental guidance section about what is going on in a movie. Uh, and the clues will get progressively more on the nose. But if you know the answer, buzz in with your name and tell me the answer. Um, a theme oh. may emerge here. Okay. Here we go. Brandon, scream. <laughs> I love a good pre-guess. That's not the I first don't. one, though. <laughs> first one here. Many people are stabbed and sliced. Sometimes we hear squishy or slashing noises. Sometimes we see the knife sticking out of the body, and most of the time we see blood on the victim's clothing or body. And don't worry, I'm going to keep going, so if you don't get it, that's fine. I was waiting. After the house explodes, Jennifer hits Dewey in the face and Gil hits Aaron. Brandon. Aaron. Scream three. Scream three is correct. I pause because I'm like, am I supposed to say this in the form of a question for some reason? Like that's just like a kind of, <laughs> got Jeopardy I mean, flashbacks can, going on. <laughs> if you did, I would accept it. And the next one here. The first 13 minutes are really frightening. A man's bloody dead, a man's bloody body dead slides onto a car windshield. Brandon. Air. Brandon. Scream. Scream is correct. The next clue would have been a boy seen tied to a chair. The lights go out. We hear disgusting ripping noises. So it went from the opening to the cameraman falling on the windshield back to the opening. Yeah. I mean, I'm just choosing things that uh, make sense. It's good. Uh, the next one here. The whole movie can be frightening to some viewers, although it has many funny scenes. <laughs> <laughs> the opening scene is frightening. This may disturb some viewers. Which Brandon, scream. What's that, Brandon? Scream? No, you've already said scream. So well, I scream. didn't know if you were doing it again. <laughs> Who description knows? Fits. The description fits. The next one here. 
Dewey opens the van door and Randy's corpse is shot. Aaron. Aaron. I mean, I already figured it was Scream 2, but I was just waiting. <laughs> Scream 2. Scream 2 is right. Uh, okay, next one here. A woman is stabbed in the head with the mail slot in a door. Brandon. Brandon. Scream 4. Scream 4 is correct. Uh, last one here for this game. Two main characters are briefly smoking marijuana. In the final scene, two main characters are smoking marijuana. The last 20 minutes are quite frightening. A merman eats Hadley. The merman sprays Aaron. blood at Aaron. Cabin in the woods? The cabin in the woods. Oh, <laughs> that was parental guidance. Uh, Aaron, That uh, you, you won that game. but Squeaked by with the merman. Yeah, exactly. The merman won. <laughs> I was like, which green movie? Were exactly. They high? Yeah, thank you. And then I was like, wait, in Halloween Resurrection, two people got high during. Yeah. <laughs> and they were talking about Halloween Resurrection smoking. a lot. Okay. Yeah, a lot of cigarette smoking in the screen movies, but no marijuana smoking, apparently. Uh, the next one here is called Body Count. This is where I'm going to uh, list the screen movies. Oh, oh, by the way. Yes. <laughs> by the way. Was there a different body count for some mo- some game I played? Yes, there was, Abe. As what? a matter of fact. The internet lied to me? What? Yes. 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 Because we did that Halloween game where yeah. you were going over the kills in Halloween, and somehow 2018's Halloween had more kills than Halloween kills. Well, thanks to a very <laughs> handle spe- very handy special feature of the new Halloween kills. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> I believe you said it was somewhere like the low 20s compared to 2018's like 25 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like 33 or 34 kills at all. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Like 10 more. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Well, somebody's got to update that Halloween wiki then. So, yes, yeah, somebody uh, does. Yeah. Blame it was, that. It blame was also a weekend of release. So, how could you trust that? Yeah. That's a good point. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the game. Uh, that is what here is body count. I'm just glad we solved this problem, guys. <laughs> For the Scream series. Uh, this is where I will name the movie and I will give you a clue or A, B, C, D. This is multiple choice. Um, and if you think you know what the answer is, buzz in with your name and tell me what the, the right answer is. Scream. Seven, eight, nine, or ten kill count. Including the killers? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Are we including just ghost face kills or just deaths in movies? I think that this is just deaths in movie. So deaths in movie. Aaron. Aaron. Nine. That is incorrect. Brandon. Brandon. Seven. That is incorrect. Eight. Eight is the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Including Stu and Billy. So, again, including uh, just kill count. Scream two. 10, 11, 12, or 13. Brandon. Aaron. 13. That is incorrect. Mm. Brandon. 12. Brandon. 12 is incorrect. <laughs> so 11? <laughs> it is 10. Wow. wow. All right. Yeah. Again, this is according to the Scream fandom wiki. So Aaron, get mad at these people. Uh, <laughs> they probably are right now. Yeah, I'm going to say that's better than your wiki. Yeah. <laughs> so those movies are 20 years old. <laughs> Actually, it's 11. <laughs> right. my, they my forgot that was one killed guy. watching Randy die. <laughs> right. They forgot that one guy who got killed by the stray bullet off camera. And they're also like, they're pretty easy to track compared to Halloween, where he's like murdering firefighters left and right. Like, yeah. it's right. a little easier yeah, to yeah, track, yeah. like, oh, yeah, this person died this scene. This person I mean, died I can tell scene. you, it's uh, Phil Stevens, he got stabbed in the ear. Maureen, he got stabbed in the stomach. Uh, CC, 
Yeah, Randy Meeks. Randy. Let's see if we can do these in order. <laughs> he has yeah. the answers. Brandon. Okay, Randy dies. Yep. <laughs> Who's next? Mm-hmm. Um, After Randy would be FBI uh, guy. Yeah, the F- both guys, FBI guys, two FBI guys in a car. That's correct. Roommate. Um, oh wait, yeah, we, we had CC Hallie, Hallie the roommate. Yep, that's correct. Hallie, yep. Uh, Derek. Yep. And then Mickey. would be Mickey yep. Ga- and uh, Debbie Salt. There yep. you go. Yeah, you guys got it. The next one here, Scream 3, 8, 9, 10, or 11. Aaron. Aaron. I'm going to say that might be like 9. That is incorrect. Yeah. Brandon. Brandon? 10. 10 is correct. Oh, so it's the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, they, they didn't follow the rules of the second one. Because so it's, like, it's a it's a higher. Well, it's Scream a 3, I actually, yeah. found, I actually found a benefit in Scream 3 today. Mm. Oh. There we go. Because they're tamer, they're tamer kills. I wasn't sure if there was gonna be more. Yeah, you know, head being punched through the glass door, stabbed in the back. Yeah. Um, my, my ego liked that. <laughs> uh, next one or last one here, Scream Four. 13, 14, 15, or sixteen kills. I think I missed all of these so far. So Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say fourteen. That is correct. Yes. Ah! <laughs> 14 is correct. Nice. Our favorite ones. We guessed it. <laughs> uh, that was the end of the body count. Uh, it was a tie, oh. but the thing is like added on to the previous one. Aaron, you are the winner of this. Oh, no good. <laughs> uh, so. No cabin in the woods death counts? No, no cabin in the woods. <laughs> no, yeah. That would have been like 150, including all no, the, it's, all the, well, I the, the world. The world is destroyed. So oh, I believe it's like around six billion, if I'm not mistaken. Po- population of Earth. <laughs> uh that was proto guidance and body count. Remember how the world ends in Cabin of the Woods? Anyway, good game. The baby. giant arm comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Two people smoke weed. Exactly. <laughs> the last the last 30 minutes are terrifying. But yes, good game, Abe. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Remember how in Cabin of the Woods they have that one guy when they have that whole room of, of crazy things going on? There's just that one guy holding a cube or whatever, and it's like Hellraiser, but it's weird. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're in the movie theater going, man, I wish I could hit pause. That's a fun yeah, that's watch true. We should watch that movie again. It's a fun movie. I haven't watched that in a while. I love the title card sequence. What did you, you do this weekend? <laughs> the Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on oh, to out now feedback. Be back, be back, be back. This is where we go over the various interesting questions on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash out now podcast. We have some number of questions to the listeners. They gave us some answers. Brandon, feel free to chime in when you'd like here. Chime in. <laughs> the first question is, what's your favorite ghost face kill scene? Chris has sorry to be born, but Casey's still my favorite. Um, mm. what's my favorite? I mean, yeah, it's hard to n- knock the Drew Barrymore death in the first tough. movie. <laughs> it's pretty tough. I mean, her death is pretty tough. I have a favorite, but I'll go after you. Well, I guess I mean, if you want, like, if I'm saying kills, I, I feel like that's like the ghost face stalker scene in general, like his whole like mission <laughs> during this portion. This whole mission. And in that, like, I, I would, I would say the whole. Um, when they're in the cop car sequence, as far as oh, where they uh, crawl yeah. over the body. Well, first, well, first they cra- first they crash the cop car, which puts a fucking pipe through the guy's head, um, which is just really disgusting. Yeah, and then and yes, yeah, so then they have to crawl over Ghostface, which is super tense. And then, like, of course, they go back and check; he's gone. Then he comes up behind the roommate, and stabs her. Like, it's it's a whole like a whole series of things. Yeah, but it's a really solid Ghostface sequence. I mean, uh, and, and then also like two and two like Dewey wasn't killed but the sequence where they're in the soundproof room and yeah. he he gets him with after gail's chase like it's good stuff um 
and Ghostface is just terrible at stabbing Dewey, apparently. <laughs> right. All I should have, I should have played that him. game. How many times has Dewey been stabbed? Yeah. <laughs> I think where he took me most by surprise in the entire series is Randy's death. I don't think it's like his outright, like, oh, like the visual of it is, you know, seeing through a mirror, Ghostface stabbing, but sure. the surprise of it was like, holy yeah, the crap. And then, itself. Yeah. and yeah. then you're like, oh, well, it's, oh, that's a dead body. You know. Definitely a dead body, but he recorded a video for Sydney, which is nice. Um, my favorite is uh, Killers Revealed. It's just Billy and Stu, but the line where he's like, I think you cut too deep, man. I think I'm dying. It's a great line. Hit me with the phone, dick. <laughs> Did you really call my parents? My mom and dad are going to be so mad. Uh, there you go. Next question we have here. What's your favorite horror sequel featuring returning lead characters? Todd Lieben, now friend of the show, writes The Bride of Frankenstein. Mm. And Chris has aliens all the way. Boom. Which lead character are they talking about? The aliens? The cat, dude. Oh, oh, yeah. That makes sense. The cat. Jonesy. Horror sequel featuring the lead characters? I mean, it's got to be Leprechaun. Warwick Davis is in all of them. Um, Ash, Evil Dead. Yeah. There you go. I, I like uh, uh, Dream Warriors, Heather Lang and Camp John Saxon return. There you go. Uh, is that, that that was before uh, New Nightmare, right? It's the third one. Yeah, New Nightmare yeah. is the mm-hmm. sixth one. Sixth one. Seventh, yeah. seventh one. Seventh one. Oh, wow. Seventh one. I thought it was the fourth one, but all right. All right New Nightmare is at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed that meta one too. Um, next question here What's your favorite fifth entry in a horror series? Chris says, I'm not a fan of slasher series. Please don't shoot me. So probably something fun like uh, Ghidorah, uh, the three headed monster. That's when shit got real. <laughs> He's not wrong. No, that is that's a, that's a true statement. And yeah. and I looking through fifth in in slasher movies, like it's a doomed Scream Five is the exception to the rule. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I noticed this. Also. That's revenge, revenge, uh, revenge which Michael I Myers, like yeah. more than Brandon. <laughs> but yeah. it's, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, as much as I mean, you're not gonna go like argue revenge is one of the, like the best in the series. I am I'm right like, now. No, I'm not. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> What about what about in the uh, Final Destination series? Oh yeah, that is one of the best Actually, ones. Actually, yeah, 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 that's, that, that's that the might... answer to this question. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> that's, never that mind. Yep. that's the that's the that's the correct answer. <laughs> Holy crap! Good job, Abe. Hey, Thank you go. you. You're welcome. Yeah, that I was, was close. Just, I was actually just asking a question. I wasn't answering it. <laughs> that was, what's what's Friday? What new beginning is that? Five? New beginning, which I yeah. love to death, uh, but not for all the right reasons. Um, mm-hmm. It's a slimy piece of, of trash that's sleazy and just enjoyably. Hmm. hilarious and uh, extra gory it's it's fun uh but you're gonna m- run into a lot of uh people tell me i'm very wrong about that fifth is seed of chucky so that's wrong that's wrong um, uh dream child i'll defend things about it but it's it's like you with you know like halloween five like you know i like stuff about it but no. yeah <laughs> um so i mean uh yeah hellraiser you're in inferno texas chainsaw massacre you are at the remake with Jessica Biel. Oh, okay. What, what's um, the what's the fifth alien? Is that Prometheus or is that Alien versus Predator? <laughs> yeah, this is big. Yeah, this, this is important. I mean, Alien this versus Predator. Did come out I like both of these movies. So <laughs> I like one a lot more than the other. Yeah. But. What was what was the fifth Saw series? Oh, Saw uh, Five. The worst not, one. That's, that's the, the worst, worst one. Worst yeah. one. Yeah. Right. 
So I, I've named the best and the worst one. Let's see it. the the ghost dimension for paranormal. That's not a that's not a highlight. That's is uh, that the straight video? Oh wait, no, no, no. Ghost dimension. No, it's not ghost dimension. It's um the, the the marked ones. The marked ones, or, which yeah, is pretty good, good actually. Yeah, that's a good that, one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Four is the Skype one and the five. Yeah, ghost dimension. Four, four is the Xbox. Um, yeah, yeah. Xbox that one. Was, one. That was, yeah. Yeah. I would say Argento. Uh, if you go through his uh, Giallo run in the seventies, his fifth one is Deep Red. Mm. If you want to, if you want to go with that. Okay. Uh, I'll allow it. Things. I think we've covered most of these. That was pretty I'm, good. I'm good job, guys. On, yeah. Good job, Scream Five. Fuck <laughs> the trend. Beyond the the final destination, which you just. Well, no, that that was the answer. That was the That's answer. That's the answer. But, the great yeah, answer yeah. to the question. <laughs> um, I'm just really like jogging my mind right now. I was like, what are the other words? Wait, what's Resident? I mean, I don't like any of the Resident Evils. Why do I even care? Resident Evil. Oh, Resident Evil Five. I I I was one of the. The ones where uh, he kind of got it and was like, these are stupid. Let's just have fun. So <laughs> Tangent, that, that have you guys seen the new Resident Evil and is it good? Uh, Peter Paris, friend of the show, has seen it. and uh, He chose to it. do it instead of one of the commentaries. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's he's like, guess what, guys? It's not good. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, to answer your question, no, I have not seen it as of yet. And when I do, um, if I do, I, I do not have high hopes. <laughs> for, got it, got it. How, how do we count Conjuring's? Oh, Ooh. what would Wait, it be? Are they at? Do they have five? Well, no. There's three Conjurings, but there's the whole franchise. The universe. Because right? yeah. it would go what? So, Con- conjuring, so conjuring, Annabelle. Well, it's Conjuring, Conjuring Two, right? Then didn't, Annabelle. You know, didn't I thought Annabelle came out between Conjuring and Conjuring Two? Uh, Ooh. <laughs> somebody's got to look up the. Somebody's got to look up the Conjuring universe. But either Anna- way, that's one, two, three. Sure. Con- uh, and then it'd be Annabelle. The best you're right, one. Annabelle. Annabelle's 2014, so yeah, Annabelle, or Conjuring 2 is and 2016. And then the Nun, so, oh, no. No, it's the Nun, yeah, so that's yeah. bad. Yeah, well, bye. That's, that's not good. Nope. Okay, so the final, uh, final Destination 5 is the correct answer <laughs> to this question. All right. Once again, the- Final Destination 5. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's the most tense you've ever been in a slasher film? Hmm. Uh, Dude, Chris we were writes, talking about that car scene. That car scene is a good example. Uh, Chris writes, uh, watching It Follows, if that counts. Sure, it counts. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Farron adds, great score, too. He's not wrong. It's a great yeah. score. Good synthy score in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the most tense you've been in a hollow? I mean, It Follows is actually a really good answer. It's a good <laughs> that's answer. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Uh, I mean, going back, I mean, the original finale of Halloween, that for me, that's uh-huh. I mean, why that movie remains one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, don't turn uh, your back on the killer is that Laurie Strode chase. That's iconic. It's, it's crazy. It's tense. Yeah. You know, you know what the worst part of that chase is? She actually goes to the neighbor's house and they close the, they turn off the lights on her. Oh yeah. They're like, this is so rude. Yeah. This woman here is like, she's bleeding. She's like, help. And then they're like, just close the door for never night here. And the door that her house she's going to can't even open the right way. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a slasher movie, but it involves a knife slash machete. It's the wall scene in the raid. Oh. I mean, the that movie plays like a horror film. That, that yeah, yeah. that's just really a slasher. But I mean, I know what you're saying that's yeah. That's not a bad answer. Uh, does the strangers count as a slash? I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a it's home invasion. It's a home invasion. Yeah. I mean, they're attempting to slash. I guess the see, you know, the sequel is be- is a better slasher movie okay. <laughs> in, that, mm-hmm. in that regard. Yeah. Wait, I would it- say. But that's more fun than tense. I would yeah. argue. Although there's some there is tense stuff in Strangers Pray at Night. I mean, yeah, that I mean, it's a really. Those are good. I mean, like you're not getting the same, you're getting the same thing, but you're not the second time around. And there's, yeah, there's a different, a nice yin and yang to those two movies to watch. Good sequel. Yeah. 
um let's see like just watching my soul to take i mean that's you know that's <laughs> that's <a> pretty tense <laughs> oh that's good i mean there's there's something that got me back in the day that would now but uh you know the you know the the first two screen movies definitely uh those were yeah. you know they had stakes they had intensity to where you know a scream three was more of a oh just tell me who did it you know there was yeah right yeah i mean like of... going back to that first screen movie and talking about this question here in terms of being tense like i think i've told this on the show before but it, the first time i saw the scream it was after its release so we got it on vhs from like a hollywood video mm-hmm. And we were at like my cousin's house in like the fucking woods. Oh, <laughs> like this is so the opening of this movie. I'm like, did ev- did everybody check to make sure the doors were locked? This was like the fucking worst. And I was like 12 oh. years old. This is this is not great. Oh, uh, the Sarah Michelle Geller scene, and I know he did last time. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, too. that's like yeah. that's an all timer right there. That we have to mention it because it's an all timer. Yeah, like I'm not big on the movie, but I do individual scenes like that one really work well. So okay, there you go. Uh, the next question here is Scream has launched a wave of self-aware horror movies. What's your favorite meta horror movie film? Uh, Chris has Tucker and Dale versus Evil and Cabin in the Woods. Any other self-aware horror movies? Uh, I like uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. There you go. It's quite good. <sighs> is there anything different um, that aren't those? Because those are all ones that I would agree with. Um, I mean like is tough because it's like it's not i don't need to watch it again mm-hmm. but it's like it's effective for what it does but funny games yeah. um michael haneke's either one mm. since he just remade it shot for shot <laughs> but um but it's it's i mean it's a commentary on the thing that it's doing to begin with it's very you know it's it's effectively brutal and very disturbing but i mean it mm-hmm. works <laughs> yeah i don't i don't have really have any self-aware horror films but that keen peel sketch where they're seeing les mis um that was good <laughs> <laughs> now where did this bitch come from you know it's a fun movie uh brandon you know there's what feast feast is fun yeah movie. yeah yeah feast feast is fun the like the by default the best movie to come out of the project Greenlight series oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh 100 oh we all we already talked about cabin in the woods that's yeah. that's here yeah. um i know Aaron, aaron's not as big as me but I, I like happy death day i think that's got plenty of meta stuff to that's, that's a fun one i like freaky i mean freaky i'm freaky's big on freaky good. oh yeah I think it's still on HBO Max. It might be leaving soon. It'll be back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I own the Blu-ray. It's going nowhere. It's never, yeah, streaming or physical media. Who is your favorite character from the Scream series? It's Randy. Oh, I, uh, I, I didn't have anybody. I, I thought someone was going to answer. No, that it, question. Oh, well, Abe, Abe said Randy. I didn't have it. Sorry, I didn't have. We didn't yeah. get any answers for this one. Oh, sadly. Um, hmm. Uh, I've always going back. I I don't know if it's more Arquette I appreciate or Dewey, but he does so much brilliant stuff that you don't catch every time you've seen the movie. So Dewey's one of the more um, fun characters when you revisit the series to watch uh, with his actions, his uh, reactions, the way he plays. That's a good stuff. point about the reactions. Pretty, yeah. pretty fun. But I, you know, as much as we dog Scream Three, Parker Posey in that one is one of uh, a top character for me just to enjoy her and her and Courtney Cox have great chemistry in their scenes together. Um, but uh, let's, I, I, I am all for, I'm all for Dewey because I do mm-hmm. agree. I think David Arquette, I mean, is the, and he's done some like dramatic work. Like that's out there that exists. I do think he really knows how to play Dewey like yeah, better yeah, than the sure. other characters. I, and that's not like to put down like Nev Campbell, but it feels like 
as good as she can be in these movies, she's checked out after one and two, right? I mean, she's she's doing the role and she's good because she's a good actress, but one yeah. and two is where she shines the highest as Sydney. And the other two, the other three now are like, yeah, she's in the role, she's doing mm-hmm. the part, but it's just not, you know, it's not as important as Dewey be, seems to become in the, <laughs> the scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but Dewey, uh, Stu Mocker, Matthew Lillard, and Scream. Yeah, um, and, that's a good one. Yeah, and and Lee Schreiber as Cotton. I, I yeah, think no, Lee Schreiber. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lee Schreiber. Yeah, like he, he makes enough of an impression in his one shot in Scream, and then becomes a full out character who's really fun in Scream Two, and then gets the honor of being murdered first in Scream Three. No, <laughs> right. And I yeah. I do have to give the credit to like the new cast of Scream Two as well. Give it like Jerry O'Connell's great. Uh, they all very good in the movie. Uh, you know, all font they 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 enter and you endear them just as much as you did the characters in the first one. Surprisingly, like mm. that doesn't happen in slasher movies. Yeah, Williamson was just like the the juice he got from right from Scream being a success is like okay, I got it. They they, they just ran with that. For well, Scream he was too. just he was just like rifling off like teen characters that were. I mean, because he was in the middle of Dawson's Creek during this. He sets up uh, a template. He wrote. A lot of drafts of Halloween H2O. He's got the faculty, which has a great cast and characters yeah. as well. He's just, mm-hmm. I mean, like, got so many characters out of that guy. It's it's great. And the cast of the faculty is really good. I'm thinking about it like right now. Yeah. Like everybody has gone on to do a lot of different projects. I, I can't remember what his girlfriend does uh, now, but everybody, like, one of the girls has gone on to go do Veep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. So. Well, I mean, it, it's funny. Someone pointed out that if uh, I saw on Twitter that if if Scream had its like Halloween three, the season of the witch, the faculty would be that. Hmm. Interesting. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm big on the. I'm a big fan of the faculty, mm-hmm. even yeah. even even with knowing the fact that Robert Riguez hated working in that movie and Weinstein's did everything they could to it's turn it into something else. Movies. It's a it's a really good movie. One of his best movies. <laughs> which, which is entirely because it has such a strong cast. Um, it just knocks out the stuff it's trying to do really well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Well, the last question here is, uh, do you prefer more traditional slasher movies and similar styles of horror, or are you more into f- the favor flavor of elevated horror? Chris has, I'm a massive fan of folk splatter comedy, elevated zombie, extreme body found footage, monster paranormal and witch horror. But for some reason I have never really gotten on with slashers except for the odd film first uh tmc and halloween texas chainsaw massacre right i was like tmc classics tcm uh, tcm uh turn classic movies yeah i think it boils down to just way too many sequels and too formulaic so chris is is kind of not a fan of some of these slashers he kind of enjoys one-offs uh, anybody listening out now already knows i'm a slasher kid so that's... Yeah, you can you can name all the kills in all the Jason movies. Yep, as I did in the uncut episode of That's this right. version. Yeah, I, I feel like what I tend to do is argue about certain horror films just being all within the, that category. Like as I, it's mm-hmm. it's a different conversation that we can probably have in this October as far as elevated horror versus whatever. But like I, I, I just I don't like the term to begin with. I don't, right, I, right, I, right, yeah. I, I don't like the idea because it just it feels like snobbery to me. Like this can't be this thing because it looks this way or whatnot. Uh, it's like I don't deny that some movies have certain ideas or themes they're going after where others don't necessarily do. But I also think that's in the eye of the beholder. Right. So, yeah. it's, so, it's, so it's hard for me to like just, you know, write off certain movies because 
they're not openly or obviously trying to be a meditation on grief. Right, um, right. Sometimes it's just, you know, more subtle or it's baked into something in a different level. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned on the on the uh, on the main review, but, you know, they can exist in the same world. And I think what we sort of touched upon this exact question during our trailer talk, where it's like, hey, man, all these are technically horror ish movies. Pick your pick the one that you like the most and, you know, everyone has a different taste. And that that's honestly part of what I like about Scream 2 so much. In addition to just being a well-made, well-written movie, it is a film that's dealing with PTSD among these characters that survive. <laughs> like it's it's yeah. a very much a part of that film. Um, yeah, Sydney's not in high school still. Yeah, they've they've naturally grown up and they're right. still dealing with the fact that, hey, you know, the four of us that are still alive share the idea that some crazy maniac tried to murder us a couple years ago. <laughs> like, what right. Right. Well, that's enough feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. And that is going to bring us to the end of this week's episode. You can find more of my work, my personal blog at codazeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I'm also writing for Why So Blue for Blue Reviews and We Live Entertainment for Movie Reviews. Hey, I have some stuff at Variety occasionally. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff on my Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag, I'll be right back. Brandon Peters, where can people find more of you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. My podcast is The Brandon Peters Show, which you can find anywhere podcasts are found and thebrandonpetersshow.com this week. Uh, I have, uh, this is uh, my birthday week, so this episode's dropping. Whoop, whoop. Turn it, turn it 40. I've got a special episode. It's a YouTube. No, you're not. You're such a young guy. You're like 29. I know. I'm like close to Abe in age. Uh, <laughs> so, I gotta, so, so you are 40. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know what? This is 40. <laughs> I, I'm not the Paris 70. I'm a Abe 40. Uh, but uh, I got a YouTube uh, only episode because it's very visual playing uh, Relic from the 1980s that I've always wanted to play. Don't ever play with me, even though I've had the game forever. It's called Clue, the VCR mystery game. Oh, It's a uh, VCR-based game for the 80s where there's a live-action video of Clue going on, and you got to watch it, take notes on things and stuff like that. And I've got some guests that obliged to play with me for the episodes like under two hours but we played for like over three um on it and it was really fun and i've tried to make a way that you can play the game with us while you watch it too so um try it out uh, on youtube i'll be back to the show proper the week after that uh but yeah that's where you can find that and all sorts of other things the brandonpetershow.com great you can find all the other episodes about Now Therian Name on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Podomatic, and HSWLOD. Feel free to email us at outnotpodcast at gmail.com. Check it out at Facebook, Facebook.com slash outnotpodcast. Or you can tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. There's also our Instagram page, instagram.com slash underscore podcast. I also point out, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show, uh, myself and Professor Mike Dillon, we did a horror-themed <laughs> awards episode. Uh, uh, just recently, that's also available now. It's a fun episode where we spooky, went over the, spooky uh, icon that you chose for the uh, the episode. I went for it, yeah. yeah. And, who, uh, who won best elevated horror of the year? <laughs> uh, Psycho Gorman. Oh, um, okay. But, but uh, yeah, we we try, we try to do an Oscar like thing that's focused entirely on horror. And I do think, I mean, it is a lot of fun to do, but I do think in the year to come, we can ideally involve more more folks, like the regulars that we have in the horror episodes, such as you, Brandon, and of course, like mm-hmm. Jimmy O and Jason or whatnot, and have some more fun categories. Like we try to do it fairly Oscarly focused, but I think there's ways to, there's ways to tweak it around. Like it was already fun, but I feel like there's potential to be more fun and just a fun way to acknowledge horror at the end of the year as far as the year in horror, since it doesn't generally get that kind of acknowledgement when it comes to award shows and stuff like that. What What is the horror awards? 
Hmm? Did they have one? I mean, there are awards that exist, like what, right. like what the Chainsaw Awards, right? And the mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I okay. assume Fangoria has their own. Awards. I mean, a lot, a lot of stuff. Like, there's the Rondo Hatton Awards, um, mm-hmm. but those that's very genre like. I guess the, 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 the Saturn Awards, right? By mm-hmm. default, yeah, kind of like sci-fi, right? Saturn Awards. It's like it's it's genre. So okay, it's like sci-fi and horror generally. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just making sure that it's got it's got some recognition. Yeah, so we got to come up with our, our own award. Too, yeah, not just the uh, we have to kind of like a statue or something. Yeah, uh, it'd be called like the the slash film awards. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, <laughs> take that, Peter Scaletta Ritter. Seretta. Um, okay, <laughs> so that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Brandon Peters, thank you very much for joining. Thank us. you, Brandon. Thank you. Hey, happy to be here. It was great chat. For sure. Glad to talk Scream and Scream and Scream 2 and 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Michael Jackson Scream music video. Ex- 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 the Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson music video. And Janet Jackson. Hey, I, stop I pressuring me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, next week is going to be our top 10 films of 2021. Uh, we gave an extra three weeks, so Abe definitely must have 10 movies in his list because he has no reason not to at this yeah. point. So I can't wait, dialing, I can't wait to hear dialing. Peter Paris. <laughs> Resident Evil is not going to be on there. Right, we'll see. Uh, but that is going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, so long and goodbye. But he ain't what he You'll see him in your head on the TV screen Hey buddy, I'm warning you to turn it off He's a ghost, he's a god, he's a man, he's a guru You're one microscopic cog in his catastrophic plan Designed and directed by his red rider